Is there gold in your backyard? Here's how one listener found $1,000 a week in hers. What's up? What's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because where there's pain, there's opportunity. Happy New Year to you. I'm excited to dive right into today's show, an inspiring and actionable story about a listener, Erica Krupen of Michigan, who started a pet waste removal business in her spare time and now has more than 80 recurring weekly customers. If we ballpark an average of, say, $15 per, that's over a 1000 bucks a week picking up dog poop. Sometimes it's the simplest businesses that are the fastest to get started and see some results. In fact, Erica just left her day job to pursue this full-time. You can find her over at poopinscoopin.com, and when you stick around in this episode, you'll hear how she landed her first customers and markets this business, how she prices the service, and how she delivers on her promises. Notes and links for this one, plus the full text summary with all of Erica's top tips from the call, are over at sidehustlenation.com slash Erica, E-R-I-C-A. Now, whether you're picking up dog poop or providing some other type of service, you're going to need a reliable and professional way to get paid. One tool that helps me do that is our sponsor, FreshBooks.com. FreshBooks is the number one invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for side hustlers, freelancers, consultants, other service providers, recommended by 97% of small business owners. This is the service I'm using when I need to invoice clients or advertisers and have been a customer for years. As a Side Hustle Show listener, you can join me. It's free for 30 days. There's no catch, no credit card required. Just head on over to freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the Side Hustle Show in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started today. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Erica after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. Really, it was my husband. It was his idea. Him and his brothers talked about Krupen's Poopin' Scoopin' really when they were like kids. I heard about this like as a teenager. And then when him and I got together, he would always say, I really would like to open up a pet waste removal company, call it Krupen's Poopin' Scoopin'. And one day I just decided, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I went and got my DBA and actually made it an actual business. What was their reaction when you told them like, okay, I registered this business. It's official now. My husband was like, right on. As for his family, they were like, that's cool. You know, that's good luck. Hopefully it goes well. My dad was really blown away. He was like, what? Dog poop? I'm like, yeah, dad, it's going to be a good thing. Well, I'm going to make something happen. Did you do anything to like validate demand for this service? Or you just said, no, I've already got the name. My husband's had the name for this business for years. I'm going to make sure it becomes a reality. Was there any market research? What what was that part like? Well, I knew from having my own dog that I hated picking up dog poop. So I know just from, I've sold jewelry before and like Premier Designs and my dad has owned companies before. You want to have a business or you want to do something where there's a demand or where you need to solve a problem and dog poop's a problem. So that's kind of where my mindset was like, okay, people don't want to pick up dog poop. So they'll pay me to pick up dog poop. I just have to make it appealing to them and let them know it's a thing. If you hated doing it yourself, was that a sticking point? You know, what's funny is I actually still hate picking up my own dog's poop only (laughs) because it just bothers me. Sometimes me and other pooper scoopers, we joke around. We're like, all right, if I pay you and you pay me, we can come pick up each other's dog poop. (laughs) It's okay if you're getting paid for it. But if it's like, oh, you still don't love the actual labor of it. 
Right. Well, because it's a chore at your house. I want to sit in the house and watch Netflix instead of being outside picking up the dog poop. But as for when I'm out there and I'm scooping, it's very relaxing. I really don't even feel like I'm working. Okay. So the idea has been around for years. You say, okay, I'm going to finally make this a thing. What were some of your first steps in terms of marketing, getting the name out there, getting your first customers? So my first step was, is I actually have a friend that owns a pet waste removal company and I've known him, I've known him for a long time. So I creeped on his page for a while, looked at his stuff. And then I went and got the name, came home and then did like a soft kind of opening on Facebook, just kind of threw it out there to my friends and family. And I had one person that messaged me right away. She's like, Hey, I'm interested. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I actually have a customer. I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) So that's pretty much it. And just talking to people and just asking them like, hey, do you like to pick up your dog poop? And most people say no. And I I just asked, well, what would you pay? So they told me what they would pay. And then I kind of looked at other scoopers in the area. I just looked at their prices and see what they were charging. Is that something that people are pretty transparent about on their websites? Yeah, for the most part. There's a couple people on there that say like, enter your information for a free quote. Super annoying. Never want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing too, is like me as a consumer, if I were to go onto that site, I would automatically leave that site and go to another one because I want to know the prices upfront. I don't want to play games. Yeah. I mean, as a service provider, you also don't want to roll up and be like, well, shoot, there's three acres here. This is not what we agreed on, but I guess you can kind of put that as a, as a disclaimer. Yeah. So in my pricing, I mean, it's basically based off like how many dogs you have, a standard size lot, which is like one eighth of an acre or less. And then if there's more acreage or there's more than like four or five dogs, then that's like a special price. And I click over to per minute. So I do like a dollar per minute, depending on how long it's going to take me to clean up the yard. Okay. So here's kind of like the standard rate fee. And if it's extra, I'll bill that out at a dollar a minute. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what is like, what do people pay you for this stuff? So for my first initial clean, so say for instance, a person hasn't cleaned up their yard in three months. So for one dog, that's going to start off at $50. That sounds like a bargain right away if you're describing three months worth of dog poop. Well, it starts off at 50 bucks. That's good up to five buckets. My buckets are like 2.5 gallon buckets. And then if I exceed five buckets, then it's $10 per additional bucket. This is not making a great visual, but okay. <laughs> okay, so per bucket after that. Okay, so that gives you kind of an idea. That's for the initial clean. And how about for kind of like a recurring customer? Yeah, so if I come out there one time a week, then for one dog, it starts off at 14, two dogs, 15, and then so on and so forth. And that's like base price. So if your yard's larger or you have flower beds, I break them down into like zones. So like zone one, zone two, zone three, which will be like a deck, a driveway, then the price can go up from there. Okay, gotcha. So people kind of know what to expect. There's a line item on their on their budget. We're going to pay Erica's company this $15 a week, call it, and we don't have to worry about picking up the dog poop anymore. Yeah, so standard usually for four weeks, it's, we'll say about $60. Most of my customers pay about $60 a month. Is that how you have it set it up? Like, hey, just a, a once a month fee? At first... Aha, I forgot about the months that have five weeks, which I realized that I was like, oh, I messed up my billing. So before I had it set at $55 a month, that was like when I first started, no rhyme or reason. Literally, I like the number five. So I was like, 55 sounds good. (laughs) 
deal. Yeah, it was not good. So now it's per week. So what I do is I, I invoice it out per week and then it's billed every four weeks. That makes sense. Are people paying you cash? Is this an invoice system? Like how is this just like Venmo? Can Venmo, Venmo even do like recurring stuff? Curious like how that's set up. No, Venmo cannot. So when I first started, I accepted any form of payment that people wanted to pay me because I just wanted to make some money. But as time has gone on, it's gotten very difficult to remember who's paid via Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. So as for my reoccurring customers, they are set up on an invoice through Square. I don't know if you've heard of Square Processor. Yeah, well, I can picture the little you know thing that sticks in your phone. Yes. So they're set up right through that. And I have an invoice that I set up on the computer. It gets sent right to their email the same day every month. And then as for like my one-time cleans, they can pay me via Venmo, Cash App, or Cash. I'll accept that. But that's due like the day of service. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you for sharing that stuff. So let's go back to the, the marketing side. So you put it out on Facebook. Hey, this is a thing. Do you enjoy picking up dog poop? Hey, that's an easy thing to say no to. Tell me more. So you get one taker right away. What happens after that? Okay, so I went and I scooped. I had no idea what I was doing. This yard was massive, so I priced it very low, but I thought I was doing good. And then after I scooped it a couple times, I'm like, oh, this is taking me a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So then I just started posting on Facebook, and then I took a before and after picture of a yard that I scooped. And I posted that in probably about 47 buy-sell trade groups right before I left to go to Indianapolis for like a jewelry convention. That was a mistake. My phone went haywire and I was trying to go through training while messaging hundreds of people back. So if I was looking up like Livermore buy-sell trade, like I would find a Facebook group dedicated to that type of stuff, like swapping and like kind of a localized craigslist but a facebook group yeah it was just any group that i was like a part of like mom to mom groups buy sell trade groups anything that was kind of like in my surrounding area i just uploaded the picture and i just clicked as many groups as facebook would let me post in because i'm like nah, i'll probably get like one or two hits okay so these were groups you were already members or did you join them for this specific purpose no i was already members because i have was selling premier designs jewelry before then. So I was already a mem- like part of this group because I was trying to like network and do that. Okay. So the picture is a before and after picture of the yard that you cleaned up. Yeah. So there was one picture with like a bunch of dog poop and then a, a smaller picture that was kind of like inside of the big picture that says like after and it was clean. So I posted that, put my phone in my purse, and then all of a sudden my purse just started vibrating like crazy. Did you include any other information like link to the website, pricing? What was the caption on the picture or the call to action there? I think I might have just said like pet waste removal starting at $30 and then just put, I don't even think I put my phone number. I think I just said message me for details because I know that if you, if you put an email address into a post on Facebook or if you post something that leaves Facebook, Facebook's visibility drops down like they won't show the post. Right. So yeah, message me for details, keeps people on either Facebook or Messenger and says, okay, they're they're still in our ecosystem, so that's okay. Yes, so I knew not to do that. Okay, so you go away for the weekend. Meanwhile, you're trying to respond to all these messages. What's the conversion rate from message to client or what does that look like when you get back? I probably made five to $6,000 off that post. Holy crap, (laughs) that's amazing. That post really jumpstarted my business. 
are you still working full time at this point? Are you working at the hospital at this point? Do you have the capacity to do all this uh, work? So I was working 20 hours at the hospital and then I was also working my jewelry business. I just did it. I asked my husband to help. I reached out to some people on Facebook. So I actually had a couple of my coworkers from the hospital. They would help me on the weekends or on their days off. My brother helped me. My neighbor helped me. Anybody I could get to help, I asked and they were there. It was amazing. (laughs) Okay. Would you send them to houses on their own or you say, no, I got to be there to supervise the work? Well, my husband and I, we like split it up. So he had worked with me. So he kind of knew what I expected and how I wanted the cleans done because I had a, a kind of a set system. So he would go with them and train them. And then after maybe four or five cleans, if their their work was good, he would send them off on their own and vice versa. But for the most part, we would have two people on a clean just because it makes it go by a lot faster. Okay, gotcha. Today, is it still you doing the work or have you kind of taken this outsourced labor model or contract labor model and said, okay, I, I don't have to be the one doing the actual scooping at this point? No, I'm not there yet. I have an employee. She works two days a week. So it kind of like splits up the day, but I am still trying to figure things out, like what's most efficient. And I still enjoy doing it. And I'm, I'm not scared to hire, but I'm, I'm hesitant. Like I haven't really pulled the trigger to fully try to like pull myself out yet. Yeah. It seems doable. If you have the, if you have the margin to do it. I mean, I would be able to, because my husband and I were working on getting out of debt. We're very close. So I think after next year, I will be able to pull myself out of it a little bit and pay a couple people full time and it won't be that big of a deal. So five to six grand from that one post, are those customers still customers today? Did you find they were pretty sticky? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I have had probably about, I would say maybe 30 or so drop off. They either drop off or a dog passes away or they move or they just can't financially afford it but they come back, like they'll drop off and then they'll call me for another clean. So they're kind of still in my roster. Yeah, I imagine, because we just talked to Larry, the aquarium cleaning guy, and he said the same thing, like I might have customers for years, decades, because as long as they have this dog in this yard, they're going to need somebody to help once they get used to paying for that service. So I imagine it could be a very sticky type of service. Oh, absolutely. They they experience not having to clean up the waste. It's like they don't ever want to go back to that life of having to go out there. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine any other way. Exactly. What what did I do before Erica came along? This is something that I get some pushback on is like, well, you know, most businesses like yours, it sounds like it did, kind of started with your existing networks and your existing network already is on Facebook or on these social media platforms. Did you have any hesitation to kind of stick your neck out there, especially for kind of like this blue collar, not very glamorous business to say like, yeah, this is something that I'm going to be doing. Like, this is something I'm going to be doing in my spare time. Like, was there Facebook haters or did you have any hesitation in doing that? Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of it was just in my own mind. So let me paint a picture. So I've worked in a pharmacy for the past 14 years. I was selling jewelry, which is very like glamorous. And I've always been hair done, makeup done, very cute, proper. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey world, I'm gonna pick up dog poop. Yes, it's off brand. It was very off brand, but I was going through a point in my life where I literally needed to make a change, like mentally, physically, everything about what was going on in my life wasn't right. 
So I was a little hesitant and I knew people were going to probably talk about me behind my back. And I knew the kids would be like, what is going on right now? (laughs) You're going to pick up dog poop. But I just had to trust my gut and I had to trust my instincts and know that like, I really believed and I knew this was going to be something that could be successful. So I just had to trust myself and not worry about the outside noise. Well, good on you for that. Thank you. And I do get haters in like the groups, but not necessarily on me. Some people will say, um, good for you for capitalizing on the lazy. They'll say stuff like that, but then they'll also talk about my customers, about how lazy they are. Oh. Yeah, they'll say stuff like that. And it's like, they're not lazy. They work very hard. They just don't want to pick it up. And it's just like, this is America. If you want to pay somebody to pick up your dog poop, who cares? Yeah, totally. I mean, a friend of mine would say the same thing. Yeah, I'll happily pay somebody $15 an hour so I can turn around and go make 30 or 50 doing my own thing. Like, it's just prioritize what you want to prioritize. Life's, life's too short. So very cool. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Anything else on the marketing front? Like if I Google Westland pet waste removal? Like, am I going to find you in local SEO? Like, how else are you marketing this thing? Well, that's something I definitely am going to be working on. I don't pop up on the first page of Google yet, and that really upsets me. So that's going to be a a project that I'm working on, like with my Google presence. But what I did was something that was really creative. I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and I went and got donuts, and I broke them up into a half a dozen each. I walked into local vet offices and pet supply places. And I said, hi, my name's Erica, blah, 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 blah. I have donuts and business cards. 
may I leave both of them here? Okay, okay. Yeah, and that worked really well. And so they put my little, because I have little hot pink cards, they put them up front and center. And they were like, this is the coolest thing ever. Okay, yeah, that's that's an interesting way to break through the clutter. First, the hot pink business cards, and then the donuts. Like, hey, can I drop my business cards here? Ah, who are you? Get out the door. But hey, you brought us donuts? Fantastic. Exactly, and they get really excited, especially like, I went to one pet store and all the pet stores, all gentlemen and gentlemen, they love donuts. So they're like, yes, this is amazing. And so now they know me as like the poop scooping lady and the donut lady. Nice. Well, it's a great example of like going where your target customers are already doing business, right? It's not a competing service. It's a complimentary service. It's just an interesting way to get in front of that audience. Thank you. And I also have a banner at a dog park. I have that there. So that's another way to market was that a pay to advertise here or was that just a put up your banner? I think I paid like two, maybe like 250 for the whole year. Obviously, I had to buy the banner and they put it up and it's hot pink. So you could probably see it from like the satellites from outer space. Okay, nice. It is like bam in your face. And then also I'm part of the local chamber of commerce. So they help advertise my posts on their website. All right. You're working lots of different angles. I'm trying. I will plug halfpricebanners.com, which is where I got the banner that's standing behind me that advertises the side hustle show. So that part is the very affordable, this advertising fee that's a little bit more expensive, but especially for a recurring customer, the lifetime value, not going to take long to recoup your 250 bucks. Absolutely. Let's talk about startup costs. So this is a skill that you already had. Imagine you could probably use equipment you already had, like rakes and buckets and stuff, like anything else on the startup cost side. You would think so. I'm very particular about my rake, but I will talk about the vehicle first. So I had a 2007 Chevy Cobalt, and her name is Lexi, Sexy Lexi. That is what I was going to start with. So I needed to put a hitch, and I wanted to put a little cargo trailer on the back of her because I didn't want the dog poop in my vehicle. So I went up to this local place called Hitch House, got a hitch, got a trailer, and that's when I told my dad, I said, hey, meet me up here, help me out because I didn't know anything about hitches or trailers or anything like that. That cost me about $450. And then from there I left and I went to Lowe's and I got a child's garden rake. And then I got one of those contractor yellow buckets, like the yellow dustpans. I got one of those. And then I got a box of trash bags from Family Dollar, lavender scented. And that was pretty much my startup materials. Did the lavender scent help or was it just like there's there's no hope of overcoming this smell? No, it's just lavender scented poop. And still, every time I smell that scent, it, like it brings me back to the beginning days. <laughs> what do you do with it all? Like now you're talking about, oh, it's five buckets full for 50 bucks. Like, what do you do with all that? Like, do you just put it in the homeowner's green bin or you take it with you in this trailer hitch thing? Yeah, so I am full service. So at first... I'd had a tote. I don't, I don't know how many gallons this tote was, but I would just basically be able to take as much as would fit in my tote. I don't think it was actually safe for my suspension in my car, but at that point I didn't care. So I would take it with me and, and I would just throw it in my trash can at first, like at home, because I didn't really know what to do. And then I started reaching out to local dumps and local garbage facilities in the area and figured out that I needed to get like a special hazardous waste application approval. So I went through that route. Now I can dump at the dump, which that is very pricey. That really starts to add up. That's probably one payroll and that are are my two biggest expenses. Interesting. What's it cost you to unload it? I didn't even think about that. 
each time you dump there, it's $150 Whoa. at the local one to me. There's ones that are further away that are kind of out of my way that are cheaper. But if I like with my spring cleans, like if I have, cause I have a truck now, but if I have my whole entire truck filled up like one or two days, I will dump there cause it's well worth it. But if it's just a couple stops worth of waste, I'll just have to wait to dump that or go to a cheaper dump. Yeah. Save it up until you have enough to make it worthwhile. Absolutely. Are the homeowners against like you just putting it in their own garbage or is that like that's not allowed because that's considered a hazardous waste thing? No, you're allowed to do it. It just needs to be double bagged. But my I guess my thought process was like I wanted this to be a full service service. So I just wanted to remove the waste so they didn't even have to think about it and it didn't have to stink up their trash can. And so that was also another thing like my rates can be a little bit higher because I am full service. Sure, sure. I wonder if there's any like composting element or somebody would be like, dude, you definitely don't want that in your compost. I don't know anything about gardening, but. I've called around, I've tried and I've gotten hung up on a couple times, but I have gotten some leads. So that's, that's in the future. Maybe there's a way to turn trash into treasure there. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So you have relatively low startup costs, but you know, some things to be aware of there. I would say about under a thousand bucks. I was able to start up. Yeah. Depending on, yeah, whether it's full service and if you got to do the dumping and the hazardous waste permit removal, everything else, what did it cost you? You mentioned at the very beginning, you know, registering the the DBA, the doing business as Krupen's Poopin' Scoopin. Did that cost you anything or what was that like? Oh, I think that was maybe like $15. That was really cheap, but I went and got my LLC because I wanted to be able to protect it, that cost me like $50. And Krupen's Poop and Scoopin runs under Krupen Services LLC. So both of those together is what, like six, 65 bucks for both of them. Okay. And those are both with the state. And do you have an estimate of the hourly rate you think you're earning from Poop and Scoopin at this point? It depends on the day. Some days I'm really fast and some days I'm just moseying around, but it usually is around 47. It can be between 47 and $60 an hour. That's outstanding. We see people advertising, you know, work from home, online jobs, and they're paying like 10 or 12 bucks an hour. So to get your hands a little bit dirty and make four times that, five times that, that's awesome. My goal is to do three an hour. So say for instance, it's 15 bucks per house and I'm doing three to four an hour. That's what? 45, $60 an hour right there. Right. Yeah. And you get your drive time. I imagine you kind of stack them up by neighborhood or by town and say, okay, I'm going to be in this neck of the woods on Thursdays and I'll come by and, and get this done. Absolutely. Was there a point or at what point did you feel comfortable saying like, I can leave the pharmacy gig, I can leave the hospital job. When I surpassed what I was making at the hospital, once I hit the revenue, like with my account, I was like, okay, I'm actually making what I would bring home at the hospital. And I'm only doing this. I was really only working, actually scooping. I think it was, it was 26 hours a week. So I'm like, if I can work this 40 hours a week, I'm going to double more than double. Yeah. Where do you see is the biggest next steps or biggest growth opportunities going forward? I think developing systems, because right now it's very basic. Like I have my routes on a just a Google Doc 
just developing, maybe getting like a, a route platform, getting like some GPS in my vehicle, getting a, a nicer vehicle and a wrap, just stuff like that. Just perfecting what I've already been doing this past year and a half. Yeah, any other like yeah, customer referral programs, other, you know, dog owners, no other dog owners. I think you've done awesome on the marketing front here. Thank you. Oh, yeah. One thing that I really want to do is kind of saturate certain neighborhoods because I was really thinking about it. I'm like, if I could hit like, I don't know, 20, 30 houses in one subdivision, I would probably be able to do six houses an hour, maybe a little bit more. So that's kind of what my new next marketing strategy is going to be is to really get into those like smaller subdivisions with smaller yards. Yeah, like lawn signs. I'm thinking of all the different ways, like how we used to market the the painting business, like, oh, this house professionally painted. And then you neighbors see it. And there's a lot of peer pressure I found in the house painting business. And in even just like locally with like getting houses cleaned. My wife is like, well, all our friends hire cleaners. How come we can't hire a cleaner? I'm like, fine. You know, eventually I gave in. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, well, the neighbor across the street just got our, get their house painted. And you start looking up under your eaves and you say, well, shoot, maybe we're due to get this thing painted. I can imagine it's probably similar. You know, they bring someone in to pick up their dog poop. Why don't we do that? Oh, great idea. Oh, exactly. Like the dad's talking and one dad's like, I don't have to pick up the dog poop. I get to go drink beers in my garage instead. <laughs> I just swipe the little square uh, car reader and I'm good to go. Yeah, I have a, a lot. I would have to say over half of my clientele are men because a lot of times that's their job. I have one, a teenager that's a customer. He pays me with his allowance because that is his job. He doesn't want to do it. So he hired me. That's fascinating. Teenagers outsourcing <laughs> their chores. I love it. Like that's brilliant. <sighs> Anything else has got you excited for 2020? Just to see the growth in this business now that I can really dedicate all my time just and to get new customers, just refine our policies and our procedures and just over deliver. That's what I'm really excited about. Well, sounds good. I, I love it. I love to see that you built this part time to the point that it exceeded the day job income and then, and then you took the leap. Again, Erica, you can check her out at poopinscoopin.com. Check her out on Facebook. It's Croupin's Poopin' Scoopin'. We'll link those up for you in the show notes. It'll be sidehustlenation.com slash Erica, Erica with a C. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. If you can, keep your business debt-free. That is my number one tip because I am a debt-free business and it doesn't, I don't have the stresses of, I have to get this amount of customers to make this payment. I don't have those stresses. If you can cash flow your side hustle, do that. Very good. Excellent bootstrap business example. Erica, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story here. We'll catch up with you soon. We've closed the books on 2019, which means it's probably a good time to start looking at, if you haven't already, your bookkeeping and specifically your deductible business expenses. I want to share one cool tool that'll make your life easier as it relates to those business expenses in your upcoming tax filing, and that's our sponsor, FreshBooks.com. Specifically with the FreshBooks mobile app, you can snap pictures of receipts and add those to your business expenses in real time for faster and more accurate bookkeeping. Let's make this the year you get out of the shoebox and into the cloud with your accounting and bookkeeping. FreshBooks, as you may know, is the award-winning cloud-based invoicing and accounting software 
designed specifically for small business owners, freelancers, and side hustlers like us. Inside, you're going to find helpful features like time tracking, proposals, and more. The best part is, Side Hustle Show listeners can try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the Side Hustle Show in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. A-N-D-S.com/sidehustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. All right, my top three takeaways from this call with Erica. Number one is to look for pain points. What sucks, right? Erica put it like this: If you want to have a business, you need to solve a problem, and dog poop's a problem. People don't want to pick up dog poop, so they'll pay me to pick up the dog poop. I just have to make it appealing to them and let them know it's a thing. I think. The other interesting thing here is that the switch flips when it goes from being a chore to being an income stream. Erica said she hated picking up her own dog's poop, yet called the scooping business relaxing and said it doesn't even feel like work. That's a pretty impressive bit of mental gymnastics, but I think it illustrates this takeaway about solving a problem. Look around for the pain points in your own life. What sucks? If it sucks for you, other people probably have the same pain and they might be willing to pay to make that pain go away. That's takeaway number one for me. Takeaway number two is I love, 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 love the recurring service model. Like we talked about, I see this as a very sticky service. Once a client gets used to paying for it, for not having to deal with this problem anymore, it becomes routine. A luxury once experienced becomes a necessity, right? For Erica, that means predictable monthly revenue, That means a steady and growing roster of referral business, and it means consistent service fulfillment route mapping type of stuff too. That's takeaway number two. How can you set up your business for recurring revenue, or how can you add a recurring element to your existing business? Really powerful stuff. And takeaway number three for me was to hold your head high and take pride in your work. You could hear this in Erica's voice. There's a sense of pride both in what she's doing and in how she's doing it. This type of, call it dirty work, quote, dirty work, was off-brand for her. You know, the image that she'd spent the last decade plus cultivating on social media and in her personal life, but she overcame that. She wasn't shy about promoting it, and it's turned into a pretty serious operation. There's a quote that comes to mind that's attributed to Abraham Lincoln, which like a lot of supposed Lincoln quotes, he may or may not have actually said, but that quote is, whatever you are, be a good one. And I actually used this quote in my high school graduation speech, 
And I think it sums up Erica's business. Look, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it well, as long as you do your best. So that's takeaway number three for me. Take pride in your work, whatever that work is. Once again, notes and links for this episode, along with the full text summary with all of Erica's top tips from the call, are over at SideHustleNation.com slash Erica. And that's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.